Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rock chemistry. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Andy Murray in Northern Kentucky, Jay Dortch in the Greater Louisville area, as well as Nick Roush in the Ville. Gentlemen, uh, Kentucky comes off a of bye week. Uh, I don't know about, about you guys, but I hated the bye week, Andy. I mean, I thought it was one of the worst weeks of the year because – you know, with the head coach that we had, there was not much resting up that we did. It was it was pretty much a get after it week. I, I what 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 did you think about the bye week as a player, Andy? It was awful. It was like spring football under Claiborne. <laughs> yeah, we were going to yeah, get hate- in. <laughs> yeah, it was full tilt, if I recall. Yeah, I think you're right, Jay. What, what was your thoughts about the bye week? I'm the same. It was good on good. It was tough, man. I, I thought it was worse than spring ball. You know, Claiborne, <laughs> Claiborne, Claiborne was tough, man. I, I always dreaded the uh, the pass pass rush drill against Andy, that knucklehead. That was uh, that was always fun. Yeah. Well, Kentucky's coming off a of bye week. Nick Roush. Uh, a lot of things the Cats needed to do. I think the most important thing was to get Josh Ali back healthy. Uh, that that was point number one, and it appears that Ali's ready to go. Nick, is that what you're hearing as well? Yep, yep. Uh, all systems clear, good to go, and it's just what the passing game needs because, uh, you know, Wondell Robinson is really good, but you need more than one other reliable target. Isaiah Cummings went down with an injury against Georgia and – I think he's going to be available to play, but you don't know how banged up he is as well. So good to have Josh Alvey back, especially going up against a secondary that is susceptible to the big play. Yeah, Mississippi State gives up uh, some explosives in the passing game, but that run defense as we as we transition into, into Saturday's matchup, that run defense for Mississippi State is for real. Uh, only gives up 93 yards a game. Uh, four rushing touchdowns for the season. But I first, let's look at the, you know, we talked about Wondell, Josh. I, I, I crunched some numbers uh, last night. The tight ends have caught 24 passes combined. The running back, 17. Non-Wondell wide receivers, 33. And Robinson, 49. So that just shows uh, the breakdown of how reliant Kentucky is on Wondell Robinson, and it's vital that, that that you spread the football around because Mississippi State's going to try to take him away until Kentucky can prove that it's got somebody else that's receiving position to take the pressure off the bracket coverage. Uh, but I think uh, uh, Liam Cohen's done a tremendous job. Uh, Jay Dorch, uh, by dispersing the football around and getting catches uh, to, to, rece- uh, to, uh, to running backs, tight ends, and, and plus the 32 
catches that the Cats had against Georgia. I thought he's doing a tremendous job of dispersing the football around. I tell you, watching the Georgia game, um, I think he called an unbelievable game. I know there were fans that were frustrated because they were throwing, you know, small, short routes and screen passes and hooking laterals and, you know, all that. But, but honestly, that's what he had to do. And I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, that last touchdown drive, was it like a 24-25 play drive? I mean, yep. I thought it was masterful what he did. And, and, and to go along with that, it's the best game Will Levis has played. He was comfortable, yeah. and, man, there were bullets flying. Now, let's just be yeah. honest. I mean, that defensive line, that front seven of Georgia is as good as I can ever remember on any team. And that number 17, Dean, uh, my goodness. I mean, and yeah. so they he, he, he executed both Liam Cohen and Will Levis at an extremely high level to do what they did. Um, and I thought, I thought it was fantastic. Their, their growth was – was huge in that Georgia game. Andy, what do you think about Will Levis against Georgia? I, I'm with Jay. You know, I just think um, it, it, if you look at how long he's been on campus and how much he's accomplished in the last few weeks in his growth, the kid's just – he's a confident kid regardless. Um, but now as a, as a playmaker and completing some balls, I just think he's going to continue to progress throughout the rest of the year. And um, – you know, this this weekend, I I mean, the confidence is really going to be the fact that what he did against that Georgia defense. I mean, that Georgia defense is so stout. Um, I think the game's going to look a little slower to him these next five weeks, but especially this week, just based on, you know, he's got that road game under his belt, which is probably a way more hostile environment, especially under those circumstances. And uh, Mississippi State will be a hostile environment, but they'll be able to take that crowd of it pretty easy if uh, crowd out of it pretty easy if we can have a little success early. And um, I think, I think we're just going to see a big, big, big game out of this kid this weekend. Nick, the Mississippi state ba- national championship baseball team is going to get recognized during the Kentucky game in Starkville. It's also homecoming and it's also alumni weekend uh, at Mississippi state. <clears throat> You've been to them all. Rank, rank the level of difficulty between South Carolina, Georgia, and Mississippi State as far as environment and crowds. Man, uh, this one's the most annoying, I'll tell you that. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, I don't know if it's as loud as the other places, but this one is by far the most annoying. It's It's – it's the most unusual of any SEC venue. I know the travel arrangements for the team are different. You know, you got to stay over in Columbus and drive over. So it's a whole ordeal. What I found interesting, Freddie, is like when you – I mean, you just played Alabama I, after you beat a good Texas A&M team. You, wouldn't you want to have your best baseball national championship team back then or – it's just it's weird they're having all this stuff and I can go online and buy tickets for 15 bucks kind of weird the the fan buy-in right now down in Starkville yeah I think the newness excuse me I think the newness of the air raid is worn off a little bit as, as well with Mike Leach but uh guys I think I think you know I've, I've said this a lot this week going to Mississippi State is like is like traveling to Army or Navy or Air Force going to a service academy because there's so much 
uniqueness or weirdness about what Mississippi State does on both offense and defense that it's hard to prepare for. It's hard to get a scout team up to speed to give the defense a good look on what Mississippi State's going to throw at them. You know, I mean, do you, you know, use multiple quarterbacks, use multiple – see, I, I don't know how you do that, how Brad, Brad White's done that. And then defensively with a 3-3-5 stack that, that, that evolves, that moves, plays four-man front, three-man front. I mean, it does all kinds of things. But the uniqueness of Mississippi State makes it like going – playing a service academy. Let's get into that offense a little bit. Jay Dortch, Mississippi State – uh, throws has thrown more passes than any team in college football. Averages 375 yards a game. Uh, rushes for 49. Now, you can speak to this, Jay. The Mississippi State run game is is when they throw the football to their running backs, and they do that a lot. And it's one of my keys to the game in my article coming out on KSR is to hold Dylan Johnson and marks to less than 70 yards combined passing or receiving because uh, uh, Mississippi State least likes to get his athletes in space, and that's getting the football to his running backs on those short passes, and that's how Mississippi State runs the ball. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I know you guys remember, you know, Georgia or uh, Florida was the one that really kind of started that whole – uh, swing pass out of the backfield uh, back in the day, and it just killed us, you know. Uh, we, we weren't prepared for it, and when you get an athlete like that out in space and, and you learn how to attack space like that, and it, it's just tougher. It puts so much stress on the, on, the, on the back end and the middle level of the defense, um, and you just got to have incredible eye discipline and, and trust your reads and your preparation and stay true to it, you know. Uh, the only thing that's predictable about Leach is he's unpredictable and he's yeah. a master. At, he's a master at attacking space and, and his offense is kind of uh, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts, but then they'll grab yeah. a knife and stab you. They'll lull you to sleep, you know, yeah. and, and they are um, he's a master at scheming up uh, how to get an open space and, and different than most weeks. Um, you know, most weeks, whoever has the uh, container setting the edge is on an island, and whoever is in the, the third level is on an island from the defensive perspective because everybody sees it. If you make a mistake, you are you get roasted, right? Uh, this week, everybody's on an island. I mean, they're, yeah, they're – and, and, and if we can tackle in space like we did against South Carolina and Florida, I feel really good about it. And I, I think we're going to be in a lot of – uh, dime and nickel, uh, big nickel packages this week. I agree. I think tackling is crucial, especially tackling those running backs. Uh, another position that's going to be magnified this week is the cornerbacks. Going to have a lot of uh, situations on an island out there. Uh, Brad White's done a lot of scheming to, I wouldn't say protect the cornerbacks, Andy, but to mask the fact that Kentucky is very thin at that position, that back third of Yusuf Corker, Ty Asia, and Devontae Robinson are so good. You can you can make up for lack of depth at corner. But this week, there's going to be times where these corners, Cedric Dort, Carrington Valentine, Quandre Moses, they're going to have to make plays on the top of the routes. So I think you're going to have to see a higher number of pass breakups from the cornerback position on Saturday. Uh, but what Mike Leach does, Andy, 
and you can speak to this as somebody that's 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 picked up a lot of blitzes. If K- Kentucky's going to drop eight on a lot of occasions and rush three, now last year they got home with Phil Hoskins, Quentin Bohanna, and Josh Pascal. This year it's Josh Pascal, and then your second and third team nose tackle and your second and third team defensive tackle. If you can't get home with that organic three and the three four defense, you're going to have to situationally blitz. When you blitz, a lot of times you play man coverage behind it, and that's when you get to crossing routes. And that's where Mississippi State can take advantage. So, Andy, do you think Kentucky can get home with the three or are they going to have to blitz to get pressure on Rodgers? Well, you know, the good news to me is um, Brad White's had two weeks to get ready. And we've talked about him all week as taking away what everybody – the best thing everybody does. So, I think we're going to be dialed in on stopping that swing pass a little bit more than – maybe anybody else has to kind of curtail that, keep the yardage down, keep the number of first downs and time of possession down. Um, but, you know, their receivers are big from what I understand. They're like six, yeah, three, five ish. So, you know, Corker and some of those uh, safeties are probably going to have a better chance of playing some man to man with those. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Brad White use some of those veteran safeties and some of the man-to-man coverages so he can get some blitzes in because, you know, it's obvious our corners have been suspect. Uh, I think I saw this week where we've only had like two or three breakups, pass breakups yeah. by corners in comparison to everybody else in the back back of the defense. So, <clears throat> you know, I think you'll see him disguise some coverages and be able to use some of those bigger, more, you know, uh, senior players to guard in the in the in the one on ones, and maybe use some of those corners to do some of the blitz. And I, it, but it just, I'm excited to go to this game with us having two weeks to prepare versus catching them in a short week. In a short week, I think it's more of a trap game. In two weeks, I think we're a better football team. Brad White's going to have it dialed up. I think you'll see some creative blitzes. Um, but didn't somebody said McCall might play too, though? Right? Is that true? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, it's it a good, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, but I think you'll see some creativity from our defense just based on the fact we've had two weeks to get ready, and we do have some veteran guys that can probably play some one on ones with those bigger receivers based on speed and and those kinds of things. So I, I'm not that concerned. I I just I honestly think we're a better football team, and Brad White's the flying the ointment for Mike Leach. My, my question for you guys, because you talked about taking away that swing pass, especially you, Jay, for those outside linebackers like Jordan Wright and J.J. Weaver, what kind of pressure does it put on those guys and how can they help take away that swing? Well, it's tough because uh, if you don't trust your read, right, and, and you, you know, what's going to be crucial this week is the first step of that second, third level defense player. If they misstep, right? If they if they misread and misstep one direction, it's it's the difference of them having success or not. Um, and if they trust their read and they can make the right right first step and the right read, uh, they're going to be in a great position to make the play. But I mean, Leach is a master. I mean, it is it puts so much pressure on those edge guys uh, with that swing pass in particular. I mean, because if you miss it 
and we're in man coverage, that's going to go for a big number. Um, and and they, he just knows how to dial it up. And you got to be patient and and make the right reads. Nick, Mississippi State is going to is going to gain yardage between the twenties. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain on that uh, because of that offense. But where Kentucky has been a bend but not break defense. <clears throat> once 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 Mississippi State gets into the red zone, then the advantage flips towards the Kentucky defense because the field shrinks. Uh, you can condense everything, and it's hard for an air raid to score in the red zone, score touchdowns in the red zone. Mississippi State, 18 touchdowns out of 28 trips inside the 20. Uh, but Kentucky will have uh, a chance uh, to get in the red zone to stiffen up and hold or limit Mississippi State to threes instead of sevens. Uh, so red zone defense is going to be another key to the win, Nick. Yeah, field goals instead of touchdowns. Um, and, and part of that is not giving up big plays, too, because they, they gave up more than normal uh, against Georgia, you know? Yeah, yeah. Georgia averaged nine yards per play, 12 yards per pass attempt, 18 yards per pass completion. So <clears throat> that is concerning. Uh, let's flip the script and, and talk about the Mississippi State defense, who I think is, is the strength of this uh, Bulldog team. Zach Arnett is, is the coordinator. I think he's very good. Uh, we saw last year Kentucky only had, what, 175 total yards uh, in the 24-2 win. Of course, a lot of, uh, several yards were taken away due to the bad punt snap. But uh, Kentucky didn't have a lot of ex- the success. But it's a different offense with Lee and Cohen leading it. But Mississippi State is the fourth-ranked uh, defense in the Southeastern Conference, giving up 5.6 yard for play 327 the strength though is the run defense only allowing 93 yards per game and has only given up four rushing touchdowns uh andy murray uh the 335 there's a lot of movement there's a lot of uh evolution of that defense where you get a three-man look four-man look uh they can drop uh they can come up with with a, a, a strong nickel uh, package, but I, I think this Mississippi State defense is legit, and Kentucky's got the work cut out for it to uh, to establish and maintain a run game against this Bulldog defense. Yeah, I, I think our run game gets it going again, just because the run game and that odd man down front and the three-man front, I think, is a much easier. I mean, you've got, obviously – athletic linebackers in there, but I think with our offensive line, if they try to play three down front, we're going to have some gaps. Um, I think you'll see us run some of the inside inside zone as well as the outside zone. Stoops knows he's got a control clock, um, and we're going we're gonna to make a huge effort at running the football on these guys. The only other physical football team that Mississippi State has played this year is Alabama. And look what this look what happened. I mean, they got manhandled. Texas AM, I, I think, would probably be the next most physical team they played. But Texas AM was not playing good football when they played them. They scored, you know, they they should have won the game, but they kicked five or six field goals is why they yeah. didn't win the football game. So I just think our line of scrimmage will handle their line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, they're gonna be if they do a lot of shifting and moving. You know, you catch – that's where the big runs come from. You know, guys 
shifting and moving. And it's just as confusing for that defensive front as it is for the offensive front. And that's where they make mistakes and they leave openings. And Rodriguez being the inside runner that he is, I think he's going to find some space and he's going to have some large pops. Nick, I agree with Andy because all that movement, there are going to be tackles for loss. There are going to be runs, stuff for no gains. But with that movement, with everything that Mississippi State does, there are going to be opportunities to hit explosives on the ground because as many times as you're moving into the right positions for an explosive, you move out of position to allow an explosive. And I think that's where Kentucky can take advantage of Mississippi State's defense. And Jay can attest to this too. There's nothing more frustrating than when you have a call and you can feel yourself going away from the play, mid-play. Like when you just get pushed down in the wash and you're just like, oh, hell, well, <laughs> we're, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, watching that Georgia game, you know, Georgia did to us what we've done to every other team. They controlled the line of scrimmage both ways. I think our offensive line is probably coming off that game pretty pissed. I think we were pretty banged up to begin with mm -hmm. going into that game against Georgia. So I think we've healed up pretty good. I think they got a, they got a little chip and an edge on them uh, this week. I think you're going to see incredible execution by them. And I love a three-man front against them, like Andy said. And I will take my chances any day of the week with Chris Rodriguez one-on-one -on -one with a linebacker. Um, I just I, I feel like no we're going to have it. some success. We're going to have some success running the ball. And, you know, I think with Ali back, it brings a whole different dynamic. I mean, we know the best way to stop a, a, a charging defensive line, uh, one that just pins their ears back, is to gouge them with some quick passes and some slants and some, some uh, nice play action, play action passes. And I don't know. I feel really good about it. I, I think our offline is going to come with, a, with an incredible – intentionality uh, this week and execute well. Yeah, and Fortner, you know, Fortner's been beating the drum all week about the, the bad experiences they've had down there. And I just think the leadership, those guys are going to be ready to play. Um, mm -hmm. And they said Fortner had a team meeting early in the week or last week as to why they've struggled going down there. And, I, I, I mean, the struggle of going down there is it's always this time of year everybody's tapped out, drained, and you go down there and it's hot. So it's just going to take leadership, veteran team to go down there and play well. And I think we're, we're positioned for that. You got Fortner and, you know, some of these other older linemen. Rodriguez is a senior. You know, you, they're going to go down there and take care of business. You know, Andy brought up a great point, Nick. You look at uh, Mississippi State's opponents, Louisiana Tech in the opener, not exactly a physical football team. Uh, NC State, kind of Memphis, no. LSU, not a physical team. Alabama, yes. Uh, A&M, yes, but that was when A&M was just finding itself uh, after losing the quarterback. It's a different version of A&M we have now. Bama beats them 49-9, to and it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse and, and then beat Vandy, which is just Vandy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Andy was right. There's only, they've only played one team that plays with a style – of physicality like Kentucky, and that's Alabama. Now, given granted, that's Alabama, mm -hmm. but that 93 rush yards per game is a little bit deceiving because of they've not played, you know, other than Bama, A and M, play uh, a lot of throwing teams, te te teams that are that are focused on running the football, right? So that th those numbers can be a little bit deceiving, right? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. and their their SEC schedules ahead of them. I mean, right. The, the SEC games that they've played, you know, Alabama thumped them. You know, A and M was not like you said, A and M, and Vanderbilt's. You know, they couldn't win in the CSAA in Louisville. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's a good burn. Uh, I think only some people are going to get that too, Andy. <laughs> that's a good burn. Uh, don't you don't you think that, that they couldn't uh, have beat couldn't... the St. Martha kids from the early 80s? I'll promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> don't you don't you think it was incredible that they opened as a two-point dog? I mean, yeah. Well, it couldn't yeah. have it couldn't have been it couldn't have been any better for this team. 2 weeks yeah. to sit on, you know, sit on this game, open as a two-point dog, on the road. I mean, it couldn't have been – it couldn't be a better situation for us. Well, All right, it's, again, little... it's, just that, it's just that lack of respect in the conference, you know, and this team is tired of that crap. And I, that's why I think they go down there and flex their muscles. I'm going to go around the, uh, around the room here, guys, and, and I'm going to ask you to, to give me one thing – that, that Kentucky's got to do in order to beat Mississippi State. What, what, what you know, and, this, and, you know, this is uh, what the Cats must do to get the win. Nick, I'm going to start with you. Give me one thing that Kentucky has to do to beat Mississippi State to start, Bill. I'm going to say Chris Rodriguez long touchdown. He hasn't had one yet this year. I think he started the season with five of 20 yards or more. Uh, need to get some big plays out of that running game particularly early on to, to kind of put that defense on their heels and, 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 you know, give the defense some support. Last year, the offense didn't help that much at all. The defense kind of dominated that game by itself. Some help from the offense can go a long way down in Starkville. Jay? Jay? Yeah, I'm going to say um, we got we to gotta control the ball. This is on the offense this week, I think, because we know they're going to have success. They're going to score some points. Uh, I, I think it's on the running game. I think it's on the offense to put a complete game together and just take control of it. Keep their keep their offense on the sideline. Um, have those long drives um, and just just own the line of scrimmage. Andy, um, time of possession. You know, hit on that, but I I just think we've got to score touchdowns, no field goals, and you know get this get their defense on their heels and just move the chains, eat clock. But when we have an opportunity to get inside the red zone, we've got to take away touchdowns. We can't kick field goals because it's going to be, you know, it, it, if Leach gets his rhythm, it'll be a bit of a shootout and he'll, he'll keep firing until the last whistle. Um, but I think if, if we can control the line of scrimmage, time of possession, and I looked at some of their stats and not many teams have, I don't think I think the only team that won time of possession was uh, NC State, and they beat NC State. Is that right? I mean, they they usually yeah. win time of possession, and that's just Leach getting to chunk and dunk as much as he wants. And I, I don't know. I just think we control the clock and, and score touchdowns when uh, we're in the red zone. I like chunk and dunk better than dink and dunk, but d- dink and dunk does make it sound much more infantile you know like you and your little dink and dunk chunk and dunk sounds like something in starkville because they got some chunky boys down there like even it just fits them a little bit more appropriately they still got some big boys in the trenches down in mississippi state what did buddy Uh, ryan call it when he went after that offensive coordinator that day on the sidelines 
when they were at Houston. Buddy Ryan went after that OC in that game that day on the sidelines because he called it what did he call it? Chuck and dunk. When that when that <laughs> when they were trying to throw that offense down at Houston. Y'all don't remember that? I do, but I can't no. remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> You they know, everything after the game, and he called him out for it. Uh, everything <laughs> we talked about in Mississippi State offense, they're only averaging 28 points a game. Uh, so, uh, not exactly lighting up the scoreboard. So, I, I think I think the most important thing for Kentucky is on the offensive side of the football. And I think, and I'm going to echo what you guys said, that, that I think Kentucky needs to rush for 180 yards or more, and I don't think that's much of an ask. Uh, for the cats to do, and with that, you control, you control the clock, you control the tempo of the game, you control the personality of the game, if that makes sense at all. Uh, but but there's going to be a couple one-on-one matchups that are going to be intriguing. Charles Cross is the uh, SEC offensive lineman of the week for Mississippi State going against Josh Pascal. That's going to be interesting because I do think Kentucky is going to have to generate pass rush without blitzing and then that's that that's going to be tough and that's going to be something that's going to be critical uh to alter uh, will rogers in the pocket and then the other matchup's going to be fun to watch is emmanuel ford the corner for mississippi state with three interceptions 39 tackles uh against wandell robinson so if you look take a step back and look at mississippi state defense the corners are extremely aggressive in the run game uh, they have a dog player. That's what he's titled, Fred Peters, 42 tackles, two interceptions. So aggressive defensive backs. Establish that run game for 180-plus. The play action will come. I think Kentucky can go down to Mississippi State and, and take care of business. All right, Nick, your favorite uh, part. Oh, I, I got I, I got it. I figured it out. So Buddy Ryan, they were losing 14 – or they, they had a 14 nothing lead. And uh, they were playing the Jets. He threw a punch at his own offensive coordinator <laughs> for the Oilers, Kevin Gilbride, when the dude tried to score more points and they fumbled it right before half. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> he threw a punch that. at his own dude. <laughs> yeah. Buddy Ryan, yeah. What a dude. Uh, he uh, His last days were in uh, – in Kentucky. Yeah, in Kentucky, too. Shelby, Shelbyville, yeah. Man. Yeah, Shelbyville. Yeah, Those all right, Nick. Two dudes your you favorite. don't mess with. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Your favorite part of the, of the, of the podcast, we're going to who you got. Uh, just, just for uh, full disclosure, I've had a couple of parlays in a row. 
Yeah, and, you, uh, you went from I'm not going to gamble at all to like, man, hit me another parlay this weekend. Hit me another yeah, parlay this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I'm I'm rolling. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness for BYU. Who would I have last week? Some crazy. BYU, uh, North Carolina State, and ACC I can't remember. football. Yeah. North Carolina, speaking of ACC football, I don't think anybody's showing up to watch ACC football in the state of Kentucky. No. That stadium. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the cars need to need to do good for me this weekend. All right. Michigan <laughs> is a four-point favorite at Michigan State. Both teams undefeated. Uh, the Fighting Harbaugh's uh, uh, in Ann Arbor traveling to Michigan State as a four-point favorite. Andy, who you got? Michigan State. All day. Oh, I'm not a fan of Harbaugh. I, I think Michigan State gets it done. They for yeah. sure cover, but I think they went straight up. <clears throat> yeah, on uh, on Dane Key Day in the state of Kentucky, I hope Michigan gets beat myself. But Jay Norch, <laughs> you know, I'm not a Harbaugh fan either, but I, I think he's put something together this year. I, I'm, I think Harbaugh. I think I think Michigan. They're the better team, probably Jay. But Mel Tucker's trying to get himself a better job, so he's on a he, he's putting it. That's he's, true. He's rolling it all out to try to get this big win. So Michigan State gets the big win, big upset. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. Uh, again, on, on Dane Key Day, I think Michigan's the biggest threat for uh, for Kentucky. So I, I'm going to go <clears throat> Michigan State as well. All right, Texas is a three point underdog at Baylor. This one interests me quite a bit. Hmm. Uh, Texas, is, I, there's something hadn't lost three in a row since whenever, and Baylor is undefeated. Are the Bears real? Jay, Texas, who you got? Man, I'm rolling with the Bears. Oh no, I'm I'm rolling with the Bears. I love Sark. I, mean, I think he's amazing. He's going to do incredible there. But I'm rolling yeah. with the home dog. Yeah, yeah. Jay, is, it, is his name Jay Aranda? Nick yeah. has done a fantastic job there at mm -hmm. Baylor. Uh, Nick, who you got in this one? It's almost like he was a really good coach beforehand and is a big reason why his previous school won a national title. Could be, yes, yeah. absolutely. And you had generational talent on, on offense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that helps too. Um, yeah. Horns down. Get the hell out of here, Texas. Horns Man. down. <laughs> That's right. And you're killing me, guys. Andy, who you got? I'm going to go Bears, too. Just, I don't know. I think, you know, Sark in his first year, he's probably got some a couple of doubters in the locker room right now, and they're going on the road. That's going to be a tough environment. Huge game for Baylor. They take them down. That's going to be party on for a week. So, I, I think Baylor all day. Now I'm officially depressed, so I'm just going to roll through these next ones. Georgia <laughs> is a 14-point favorite against Florida in the world's largest cocktail party. Or well, it's not called that anymore. It's called something else. You can't say that. Gosh, can't okay. say that. alcohol at sporting events? No, never. What is it? What's it called now? Uh, the the Florida-Georgia game brought to you by Dos Equis. Okay. <laughs> Who you got, Nick Rouse? <laughs> the dogs. Florida is Florida's reeling. Dan Mullen, you know, the situation is getting a little dicey down in Gainesville. Uh, Grantham is, is, is not uh, a popular man with the Gator faithful nation. 
And uh, Dan Mullen, is, the seat is getting kind of warm down there. George is a 14-point favorite. Who you got? I actually think that George is really going to step on their throat here. The only thing that worries me is that this is probably the game that you see JT Daniels for the first time in a while. And I just I, – I worry if they try to get too cute with getting him back. But uh, all in all, Georgia's going to win this game. It's just by how much. I, I would like to think that they're going to name their score because um, those Florida quarterbacks don't stand a chance against that Georgia defense. But I, I, could, I could see JT Daniels coming back and throwing like a bad pick or two and letting Florida hang around. Andy. You know, as much as I hate to say it, I, I would love to see Florida give them a game just to give us a little cred, you know, in the league and in the post – season bowl rankings and some of that kind of stuff. But I Kirby Smart's trying to make a statement too. And I think I think he will he'll take it out on those guys. And it, yeah. I can't imagine Kirby's a big Dan Mullen fan. <laughs> yeah, Jay. Not that I can imagine anybody is so mm-hmm. but I, I would I'll think Kirby's probably getting ready to set the record straight. <clears throat> uh, I'm with Andy. Georgia rolls. Uh, Kirby's trying to make a statement. He's got the team to do it. I think yeah. they're I think they're legit on, on every level. Uh Florida mentally Florida. and mentally and as a team. Florida's a run team, man. You you're not gonna run against that Georgia defense. So yeah. it could be yeah. a long day for the Gators. <clears throat> this one, this one's a little bit interesting. <clears throat> Ole Miss at what, six and one is a three point underdog at Auburn. Uh, strange, strange line there, Nick Rouse. Uh, you're the gambling expert. What do you think about this one? Yeah, and Auburn's also one of those places, too, that just has a lot of – it's just a strange place uh, in general. So I, I could see them giving some advantage to the home team, particularly when Ole Miss – Feels like they're kind of hanging on by the pants of their seat at this point. I know they were able to run LSU off the field, but they've been playing with fire this year. Um, I still think it would be more fun to just take Ole Miss, you know. So, like, I'm riding with the Rebels, although I do think this is going to be a really, really good football game. And if it weren't for the cocktail party, I would make this the game of the week. Yeah. Uh, didn't Ole Miss the competition for Kentucky with the five-star receiver as well? Yes, so, Barry and Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, who you got Ole Miss three-point underdog at Auburn? Man, I'm taking the points rolling with Lane Train. Um, I'm a Matt Corral fan. I love Campbell. That middle linebacker is legit. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah I think they do it. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, Ole Miss just – they're a they're they're a scoring machine. I, I think Auburn's another one of those places right now where the fans have kind of jumped off a little bit just because uh, we we go to some center games with some Auburn fans. There's a kid that plays with Sam and the guy's ready to. I mean, he's ready to pull his hair out over their football team, and they, and they're a hard fan base to keep engaged yeah. and happy because they think they should win the national championship every year. I mean, they're worse than Kentucky basketball fans, but. I think I think Kiffin, you know, I'm not so sure Kiffin's not trying to set himself up for that LSU job either. Yeah, Kiff has, has got him rolling in Oxford. All right, the, 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 uh, two big high school games this week: the Kroger, the Kroger KSR hometown classic, their bowl game, 
Fleming County at Harrison County. Nick, you got the Panthers or the Thoroughbreds? I dated a girl from Fleming County. She was a nice lady. I'm rolling with the Fleming County folks and the fighting Bradley B-Roll McKees. Yeah, it's going to be tough to go against B-Roll this week. Yeah. Jay, who's the home team? Fleming County at Harrison County. Yeah, Harrison which, County's rolling, the, too. Who's Cynthia. the Panther? Who's the thoroughbred? Fleming County Panthers and the Harrison County thoroughbreds. I'm going Fleming County for sure. You're going Panthers, with the visitors baby. here. Yeah. yeah. Andy. I'm going thoroughbreds because I get to go to Keeneland tomorrow, so I don't want to jinx myself. The other big game in Kentucky, Boyle County is at Frederick Douglass. Um, one, one of the top 4A, you got Corbin, Boyle County there, and then the number one team in 5A, you got Frederick Douglass, Woodford County, uh, if you look at different RPIs and all that, but this is a big one in Lexington. Frederick Douglass starters haven't played uh, maybe against Bryan Station in the second half this season. On, Nash, on National Dane Key Day, Nick Roush, who you got? Uh, first things first, play more games like this, Douglas. What are you doing? You need to play some games where your starters are playing all year. You're not getting any better for the playoffs. That's not how you win state championships. Got to schedule more difficult. But with that being said, I still think that they ultimately – they'll probably be a little sloppy in the second half, but I think they'll win this one right after Dinky commits to the Wildcats. Woohoo! <laughs> Jay, Bull County at Douglas. Big game. Doug, Douglas for sure. Yeah, they're too good. Yeah. Too well coached, and, too good. Andy. Man, oh, man. Boyle County is a football town. Yeah. And those kids, in the words of Tim Smith, they will kick, claw, bat, scratch. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say they, that. They, that they, they, I tell you what, they're not going to. Boyle County is not going away easy. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't want to piss off Dean Key, but in an upset, Boyle. Oh, oh, I, man, Frederick hey. Douglas. Is so Plus, good I gotta go to a home so game at center tomorrow. Yeah, that's probably good Saturday. I'm so sorry. good. Frederick Douglas is so good, so talented, and you know, Boyle County stepping up in the class from four to five A. I think Douglas may be a little bit much for him, but that's going to be a heck of a football game. All right. One last uh, parting shot here on Kentucky, Mississippi State. The Cats are favored by one and a half in Starkville. Uh, guys, give me your pick and, and give me your closing statements on this football game. Andy Murray, go first. Um, I'm going to say that they don't know they're a one and a half point favorite because Vince Morrow tacked two and a half point dog on the wall last Sunday afternoon. And he's got those guys fired up and wanting to prove something. I think we win time of possession. I think we run it down their throat. And I, you know, I think the Cats score 42 and it's uh, over early. Wow. Love yeah. that pick, wow. Andy. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Jay Dort. I'm in line with Andy. This uh, senior led team, um, pretty business like. I think legitimately they were all disappointed in Georgia performance. They've had two weeks to stew on that. Um, they're ready to make a statement. 
Um, and I, I think you're going to see a complete game on both sides. I, I, I know Brad White's going to have some stuff dialed up, but I'm super excited to see what Cohen's got in store. Um, I think Rodriguez is going to have a huge chip on his shoulder. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you'll see a lot of – probably a lot of Trevin Wallace uh, on defense uh, coming in because he can kind of play that, that, that big nickel, even though he's a linebacker. Uh, but, yeah, I think they roll big. Good Nick. call on Wallace, Jay. Really like that. But um, as you all said, uh, man, Chris Rodriguez, seven carries, seven yards. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I, I'm expecting a big game from both him and quarterback Will Levis. It, it, this is a race to 30. It's going to be close. Um, but I ultimately think that Kentucky's going to prevail. 31 to 27. Cats. Wow, that's three picks for the Cats. I'll give them my pick on the pregame show, but I will take Kentucky. Uh, and I think the most viable player is the scout team offense for giving Brad White's group a good look and, and putting a, put some preparation in there uh, for the Cats as they travel down to Mississippi State. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking time out to join me on the, the Depth Chart Podcast. Uh, we hope that you like uh, this podcast, subscribe to it, and tell your buddies about it. And, uh, Nick, thank you for hosting. Guys, big weekend, going to 7-1, and one, and a huge day, National Dane Key Day. Uh, everybody's take on that before we head out? Key to the cats. Yep, same. He, he commits cats. I hope yeah. he's uh, – I hope he's seeing uh, the money that Wandell's making <laughs> on the side. <laughs> I know they can't recruit with it, but that's pretty enticing. Yep. <laughs> to, be, you, to be the man in Lexington's not a bad gig. Yeah, so, no uh, doubt. I, be, I mean, be, versus I, being the man in Ann Arbor, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think the out of out of town kids ever become the man. So I think <clears> staying home is. There's never a better time to stay in, in Lexington than right now. I mean, these guys are going to play for a championship, and it, it's going to be soon. So Yeah. Yeah. And, and I honestly have no idea what's going to take place at 6 o'clock. And, and I spent the day with Dante Saturday watching football. That family's done a tremendous job of, of keeping everything close and, and not – you know, if Ryan Lemon doesn't know, then that's saying a lot because Ryan Lemon can't keep a secret. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully it is Kentucky, uh, but it's going to be exciting at 6 o'clock. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.